Hello, subscribers. This is Joan D. Martin, author of The Poverty Trap, Why the Poor Stay Poor in America. The title of today's post is, Is the Economy Rigged in Favor of the Wealthy and Against the Poor and Middle Class? Root spoiler alert, yes, but we can change it. This post goes out to both free and paid subscribers, but if you are not already a paid subscriber and value this effort and our growing community, please consider upgrading to a paid membership. But wait, there's a sale going on at the Poverty Trap for all new yearly subscribers and new founding member subscribers. You will get 20% off if you sign up today through February 29, 2024. Thanks in advance for your financial support of my work. It's what allows me to keep researching and writing. I'm starting with a quote from a February 21, 2024 article from the New York Times. Quote, when asked what drives the economy, many Americans have a simple, single answer that comes to mind immediately. Greed. They believe the rich and powerful have designed the economy to benefit themselves and have left others with too little or with nothing at all. End quote. I was checking out at a grocery the other day during a time when almost no other customers were in the store. While the cashier was scanning my eight cans of a rare brand of cod pate for my elderly cat, she was chatting with two other employees, one of whom was using a wheelchair. This woman was incredibly frustrated at her boss, who kept scheduling her for too many work hours, even though she had told her many times that she was receiving disability payments and could not earn over a certain amount of money without cutting or losing her benefits entirely. I understand that being able to work full-time and still receive full disability payments each month does, does not make sense, but the government sets incredibly low limits on how much a dis disabled and or poor person can earn and still receive benefits like disability payments, food stamps, health care, and home heating and cooling assistance. And these limits are still based on antiquated notions of what amount of money it takes to survive in the United States today and what amounts the poor and disabled should be given, lest they get too comfortable. The recent New York Times opinion piece quoted above is written by two researchers and authors who both hold positions at the American Academy of Arts and Sciences. Catherine J. Kramer, who co-wrote the Times piece and was one of several authors of an extensive report for the Academy titled Reimagining Our Economy, suggests these benefits, these benefit cliffs, as they're called, be modified to transition people to fully support themselves before 100% of the benefits are ripped away. An example the researchers used is the earnings cutoff associated with Medicaid. In Kansas, the top amount a family of four can earn and still receive Medicaid is $39,900. I'm pretty sure with the cost of housing and groceries, 
a family of one couldn't make it anywhere or just <laughs> couldn't make it anywhere on just under $40,000, but earning even $1 more than $39,900 kicks that four-person family off of what is basically free health insurance. While the Affordable Care Act likely would provide premium subsidies, they would still have doctor visit and co prescription co-pays and a deductible before insurance provided coverage. If we want an economic system that is less rigged against the majority of Americans, the Reimagining Our Economy report provides a recommendation. The Americans we listen to want resiliency, and this is a quote, the Americans we listen to want resiliency so they can feel they are in control of their lives and that they have a say in the direction of their community and their nation. They want a system focused less on how the economy is doing and more on how Americans are doing. The poverty trap has discussed the idea that our economy is purposefully skewed to favor corporations and wealthy individuals through its laws and policies. I explained in my About page and in numerous posts over the last two-plus years what I mean when I use the term rigged and credit Senator, Senator Bernie Sanders and Robert Reich for helping me better understand how our economic, political, and legal systems are set up to benefit the wealthy and let the poor and middle class fend for themselves. Here's a brief explanation about how the U.S. economy increases inequality and its ramifications from Nobel laureate Joseph Stiglitz. The video was published in 2018 by Scientific American. And uh, one quote from this video, it's very hard to have sustained growth without shared prosperity. Joseph E. Stiglitz, 2001 winner of the Nobel Prize in Economics. There are other ways, in addition to our reticence to help the poor, that our government's policies not only condone but support inequality. Another issue that has been much discussed in recent years is the soaring pay gap between the CEOs of major companies and that company's average worker. According to a CBS News Money Watch report published in September of last year, quote, back in the 60s and 70s, company executives earned somewhere between 20 and 30 times regular employees. But that's massively increased, particularly in the 2000s, said Dombra, and Michael Dombra is an accounting and law professor at University of Buffalo. Factoring in the nation's 350 largest companies, the CEO-to-worker pay ratio was 20 to 1 in 1965, according to the Economic Policy Institute. That figure jumped to 59 to 1 in 1989 and 399 to 1 in 2021, EPI researchers said. The CEO-to-worker pay ratio for S&P 500 firms was 186 to 1 in 2022, 
according to executive compensation research firm Equ Equilar. End quote. What's startling about these statistics, particularly how CEO pay and benefits soared during the pandemic, while many of, it, uh, many of us were hurting financially and depending on government help, is that, is that during 2021, when the pay gap was at its highest and CEOs were taking home a whopping 399 times more than their average worker, a cry rose from conservatives in general and businesses in particular to cut government aid to individuals. And that's exactly what happened. Three types of expanded unemployment benefits ended in September of 2021 and were not renewed. In fact, many states, including Ohio, stopped the extra unemployment benefits before the program officially ended in early June 2021 and returned the money to the federal government rather than allow unemployed workers a few extra bucks that were already allotted to them. And it wasn't even the state's money. And we haven't even touched, by the way, on the lopsided tax code that has for over half a century allowed both corporations and the wealthiest, ind wealthiest individuals to pay a lower federal tax rate than the salaried employees including the administrative assistants and secretaries, without whom their business wouldn't be able to function. Or taxpayer money that subsidizes every move corporations make, so they will be sufficiently incentivized to expand their businesses and create more, I'll say, lower-paying jobs. On the other hand, those who represent business interests Claim corporate subsidies allow the government to nudge business in the direction it wants it to go. Like, for example, creating lower-cost housing and green energy alternatives, but to, but to the tune of over $100 billion annually? So what can we do, both individually and collectively, to unrig our system and lessen the gap between the rich and everyone else? Well, it starts with understanding the issues that affect our economy, like those discussed here, and then doing a little research on our current elected officials at every level. Where do they stand on these issues, and what specific actions have they taken to even the playing field for those without substantial money or power? If their actions in office don't line up, with what we've learned that is necessary to close the wealth gap, then vote them out and vote in people with compassion and the smarts to see that we all have to thrive, that sustained economic growth depends on shared prosperity, as the economist Joseph Stilix said. Together, we have to make it clear to our current elected officials or the next generation we allow to govern us that they and our government are here to serve and promote the common good, not special interests. Do you think our economic system is rigged or purposefully designed to benefit the wealthy and corporations at the expense of the rest of us? 
What can we do to level the playing field and close the wealth and inequality gap? Please share your thoughts in the comments section below. Thanks. We really appreciate it. And if you're not already a subscriber, by the way, don't forget to sign up for a free subscription to The Poverty Trap and or upgrade to paid. Don't forget the 20% off sale only runs through February 29th. As always, thank you for listening and reading The, S the Poverty Trap. We'll see you next time.